Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. Locally owned, independently programmed, 95.1, The One. And our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thanks for joining me for the show that celebrates creating and stories. Let's go ahead and tune our imaginations together. Today, we're going to talk about music, and I love how much music brings joy. And just a, a real small example, this past weekend, my daughter had a gymnastics competition, and between the music for the floor routines, the venue played all 80s music, and the parents, it was probably for the parents in, in the audience, but all of us were just a bunch of moms jamming to these familiar tunes and smiling as all these memories came into view. And I bet you know that feeling too, when you hear something that takes you back to another time and place, and there's this surge of energy that roars through your body, and you want to move and sing and share the music with others. And that's such a glorious feeling. It's so wonderful to experience that. Of course, the kids didn't always appreciate that enthusiasm. <laughs> they got a little embarrassed at, at how much fun we were having with the 80s music. But, you know, they because they don't share that same connection to those songs. And, of course, they don't like to hear you sing it. And I'm certainly they don't think your dancing is uh, for viewing. But in some ways, that's kind of part of the fun, too, because you get to open them up to that world that, that you once lived in. And you can create those memories and stories to tell. I absolutely love what music can do for us. And music is absolutely a window into another world. Music, to me, is like the imagination in that it can open up possibilities, bridge generations, help us to explore the world, create connections. More music, please, is what I say. I think that's a, an amazing thing. So we love celebrating music on Art Zany Radio today. I'm going to go ahead and get us rolling, and then we'll play that, that cut in a little bit. I think it'll be kind of fun to insert it in the middle. So today on Art Zany Radio, I'm welcome Ray Coudre. Welcome to Art Zany Radio, Ray. Hello. It's good to have you. Uh, it's good to be here. It's Thanks. 
fun to have you back again. We, you, you are always doing something amazing. Well, I, I try to have as much fun as I possibly can. So, uh, yeah. And now I'm working on Rock and Roll Revival, which is one of the best things I get to do. Some, oh, okay. Uh, we just had something fall there. So that's, that's what happens when the show goes on. <laughs> and uh, Rock and Roll Revival this year is in its 15th year. And it is this one is the British Invasion. Also joining us, we have a few students. So I'll have everybody do a little bit of introductions. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe uh, your grade, your passions, your teaching. Uh, just so our folks can get to know you a little bit. And then maybe your role in the show as well. All right. Hi, I'm Camille Shetnan, and this is my third year doing a rock and roll show, which is kind of special because... I was going to say! Yeah, because we usually only do it like every two years, but because of COVID, we got I got an extra year. A so bonus! I'm, yeah, I'm very blessed for that, because it is one of my favorite things in the world to do. And I am a senior this year, um, and I uh, I have a lead... And I am singing a Tina Turner song, uh, River Deep Mountain High. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited about that. And yeah. And do you have plans for music to continue in your next ventures? Do you know what those might be? Yeah. Um, I'm a, I really like choir. So I am definitely planning on continuing that in my college career. Or, um, so I will be singing in um, a choir at whichever college I choose, which is <laughs> yet to be decided. But, um, yeah, so I am really excited to continue that and really um, kind of grow in just, like, how, like, my singing and just in general, just music is, like, one of my favorite things in the world, so... I'm just really glad that I get to continue it into college, too. I love you. She just lights up when she talks about music, so I can <laughs> tell that's a real genuine passion. Yeah, well, Camille sure. also has a band, and they are mm -hmm. extremely good. They do originals, <laughs> and they, they are, they are, I wish I could have been that good at the age of uh, 17, 18, but yeah. <laughs> well, that, do we get to hear the name of the band? It's Two Words Band. Two it, Words? Mm -hmm. It's with... <clears throat> Four other guys who actually happen to be in rock and roll as well, um, and they are all in the band for rock and roll. Um, their names are Thomas Nuger, he plays the guitar, uh, Simon McDonald, and he's playing the drums, Colin Thomas Green, is he, and he's playing the keys, and then Sam Nelson, who is playing the bass, so... I didn't know Sam played the bass. I knew mm -hmm. he had a beautiful voice and was a good singer, so yeah. now I get to talk to him about that. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. How, and that's such a, a fun thing to do. I hope you get lots of opportunities to perform this summer and yeah. you know do a lot of a lot of uh, all kinds of ex exploration of music. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. welcome to Arts Annie Radio. Thank you. And our next guest, let's hear a little bit about you. Hi, I'm Iris Harmelink, and I'm a junior. Um, this is my first show that I've ever been in, and I've actually never seen rock and roll so it'll be like an all-around experience for me um i'm in the band for the show so i play on like eight or nine songs i play guitar for the show and yeah i'm really excited about it tell me about your guitar um i play a schlechter i believe it's called um i actually got it this year because prior to this guitar i had like Kind of a janky guitar that was, like, not that great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really lucky to have, like, a really nice guitar, and I 
it really makes playing a lot more enjoyable. So. Tell me about that difference then, and what what was the transition, and uh, if you're going to upgrade, what does that mean if you're getting a new guitar? Um, for me, it's just uh, being able to sound better is more like a motivator for playing, because when I sounded kind of bad, it was kind of like, oh, I don't want to play because I don't want to listen to myself play. <laughs> like, I just kind of want to like be able to play like how things sound on the radio but it just sounds so bad so when i got like a guitar and it like sounded a lot better it was kind of like oh i can actually play a lot better than i thought i could so yeah that's incredible iris is a really really good guitar player she's she's got a a great sense of rhythm her tone is beautiful and uh, she makes the most of that guitar and it's pretty cool being uh the International Day of Women was just a few days ago, and Iris is one of the uh, two first female guitar players ever in the history of the show. So since 1996, nobody's ever done it, and you only get to be the first once. Congratulations. Thank you. That's got to feel great. Yeah. And what what year are you in school? I'm a junior. Okay. So this probably, if they keep up with the pattern, then this might be the only opportunity. Yep. Wow. But there might be other shows. I I have a feeling that after this experience, you may may go on. Do you know if your future uh, contains music as well? I actually have no idea. Um, (laughs) I have no idea what I want to do, but I hope that I can play music, but. Fabulous. She's definitely got the capability of doing it. And I've been trying to push her towards getting something going and (laughs) continuing it because it was funny. Iris and I met in uh, what's called CCR. And uh, it's not the kids' favorite thing in the world, but it's basically where we kind of try to help them figure out what do you do to get ready for that next step, right, after school. And um, for some reason... I just happened to ask her if she played any instruments, and she said guitar, and automatically I went to, oh, okay, I got something for you. And it turns out she uh, not only was able to play, but she's able to do it at a very high level. So it's a real, it's a real big deal for, for me personally to have her here doing this, and um, I hope it's an awesome experience for her, too. And so that's a pretty big compliment you both received from Ray Cadre, who everyone in this town probably knows, but there may be a few out there who don't. So tell us a little bit about your world, Ray, and uh, some of the things that you do. And uh, you, there's a lot. But. Well, I work with uh, Dan Rustad to uh, put together the 411 concert series. And uh, then that's through the Northfield Arts Guild. Through the Northfield the- Arts Guild. We have a show coming up in April 9th. Uh, Craig Wasner is actually his band with uh, his daughter, Marn, and with Rob Ryden. They're going to open up the show, and Dory Freeman's going to uh, take the headline spot on that. That's going to be super cool. Um, and then uh, I get to play around town, and I get to play at uh, some larger festivals and stuff with my band, Fred the Bear. And uh, then uh, we also put we we also try to raise a lot of money uh, with our group. So we've raised. Uh, I did a little calculation, and I think it was. Somewhere in the neighborhood of $25,000 that we've raised for different organizations. Habitat for Humanity was one of them. Um, the uh, Food Shelf, we do some stuff for them. The Northfield Fine Arts Boosters, I've organized some shows for them. And so we, we try to have meaning with our music, and it's pretty fun. That it is. Makes it fun. But you forgot about the teacher part, too. Oh, yeah, I teach at Northfield <laughs> High School. I teach math as well, too. I do love that a lot. I really do. I really do love that Um, because it lets me uh, meet people like I'm sitting next to here. Although neither one of these have have been in my math class. That's probably a good thing for them. But 
uh, but they're, uh, you know, I get to meet and be around and uh, work with uh, students of pretty high caliber. Yeah, what level math do you teach? I teach uh, 10th through 12th grade, uh, anything from geometry to AP stats, so lots of different stuff. I, I loved math in high school, so I think that I think that's pretty great. Now, I want to talk a little later about the connections, because I think there's a lot of connections between math and music and so we'll get into that so folks this is all about rock and roll revival it's rock and roll revival 15 british invasion and but this is the 25th year of the show here at northfield and and that's a pretty amazing thing to have that longevity it's a big deal um uh, and it's kind of funny being a math teacher it's actually the 26th year but oh. the the 11th <laughs> anniversary was on the well, the 10th anniversary is on the 11th uh, year of the after it started, so there's a little parallel uh, mistake there that works out elegantly. It just doesn't roll off to say it's the 26th anniversary. No. But this is a big one because um, uh, Tom McCowan is the guy who brought it to town back in 1996, and uh, he's coming to the closing weekend. He's going to spend one night in the house sitting with some of uh, some of our colleagues that we've known back in the day when he was here and then um he's going to spend closing night backstage left uh kind of in his spot that he would have been in so it's kind of hard to talk about it it gets very emotional because it's a big deal um so i'm really excited to have him back so what was do you know what the impetus for starting the show was well tom had done something like this he lived out in um maryland and he had done something like this at his school that he taught in there and he wanted to move out of the metro area, you know, the East Coast, uh, Beltline area, and raise his family. And his wife had ties here. So when he came here, he pitched it to the school board. And actually, on my birthday in 1995, I believe it was, they approved the funding for this. I was at the school board meeting randomly for another reason. I only know this odd fact because... <laughs> I had found a copy of the minutes at some point, and it was on there, and I was like, wow, that is so weird. So, yeah. So he brought it to the school and said, I want to do this, and Laura K. Allen was one of the administrators. You probably know Laura K. from the, uh, she is Laura Baker's grandniece or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're very amazing person. She, she tells a great story about sitting in the meeting going, this is going to be huge. And as Tom said, uh, you know, the first year he had to beg kids to be in it. And after that, he said they're going to be falling all over trying to get in. And uh, it's been a really good experience. Great ride. It is. And it's something that happens, as we mentioned, only usually every two years. So each high school student would have two opportunities to be a part of it. But you are going to have a, a third opportunity, Camille. Tell mm -hmm. us, what it, you know, from your experiences, what was the first one? What did you, you know, how did, what were the themes? What did you do? What do you remember? Yeah, so my first rock and roll, I was a freshman, and I had always wanted to be in it because when I was younger, I went to a show, and um, I remember having to be dragged there because <laughs> I, my sister was like she was in high school and she was like come on you love music you really like this i know you will and at the time i was just like a little kid that just like kind of didn't like to socialize so i was like i don't want to leave i don't want to go but i am um, she got me to go and i remember sitting there in 
um, house left at the in the front kind of area um, of the auditorium. And I remember watching the show, and I knew like from the start of the show that that was something that I wanted to do. Wow! And I remember like just walking in and seeing the set, and just like everything just like blew me away, especially as a young child. And then after that, um, me and my little sister and our friend used to actually put on our own rock and roll revivals <laughs> at our this, houses. This warms my heart. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we took songs. We'd take home the little, um, <clears throat> the bulletins with all the song names and, t- and like, who sang it. We took them home, and then we, like, assigned them to each other. And we all had our, like, own songs, and we'd be backup for each other. And we'd, like, rep- perform for our parents and stuff. So, yeah, like, ever since then, I I knew I'd... I was like, I'm going to be in this, and I don't know what it's going to take me to be in it, but I knew that I wanted to, and um, and yeah, so the, growing up, that was a big part of mine, just like, I remember loving it, and obviously to this day, I still do, and um, yeah, so my first year, I um, was a backup for one song, and then I danced in a few other songs, and um, what was the I, theme that year, do you remember? Um, I'm trying to remember. That was uh, rock and roll all night. Oh, that was yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. We did a Kiss theme, and we had oh, we had yeah. the craziest, most perfectly done uh, <laughs> Kiss costumes. And Brust yeah. is a as a lady in town who does professional bodybuilders costumes. And wow, she, we have so many people that do I so know. many amazing <laughs> yeah. things. And who she volunteered known? to do these costumes, and they were spot on. Yeah. And we had. Um, like these theatrical masks with the kiss, the stars, stuff, all black the stuff stars. on them. It was amazing. Yeah, it was fun. It was so. Which fun. ones did you dance in? Share that. With I us. was in um, Land of a Thousand Dances, and that was um, a song that Nikki Hosterman sang, and I, I loved that dance. I was very, very excited to be in it, and it was like I just remember that I like. Like, I knew that it was kind of hard for me to do, and it was like a hard dance, because Sherry, Sherry knows how to put us to work. That's and Sherry's essential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I was a little scared. I was like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, how am I supposed to get this down, like, by this date or whatever? And um, I remember, like, being a little nervous, but I was, like, we were all perfectly ready by the time the show came around, and it was... Just so exciting and so fun to be in. It was just like a very, um, like upbeat song, and it was just so fun to dance in. And mm-hmm. Nikki Hesterman is such a character. He really made he that song thrilling. fun to dance yeah. to. Yeah, I actually. So I spent the last week uh, putting together some video footage, and um, so I've reviewed twenty-five years of shows, and I've watched hours and hours and hours of it and i saw the beginning of that song and it is crazy exciting it's, it's he kicks so it fun. in you know the song it's like one two three ba, one two three da, 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 who's da, the da, artist da, da, da. uh uh oh god uh i'm sorry i can't grab that off my top of my that's head that's all right somebody in the audience is yelling at us i can hear them exactly. <laughs> But it's, yeah, it, it was so exciting. The horns blast mm-hmm. right from the beginning, mm-hmm. and the kids were, would, did you guys come out, like, from each side? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he pointed to the side, and, like, they did this move, and it, yeah. it was off the charts of exciting. Yeah, it was just yeah. such, so fun to be in. And, like, I just, you can see the crowd in front of you, and you can see them all smiling, and it just really heightens the 
energy and just like the excitement of it like you're already excited to be performing but then you see all the audience and you're like oh i know that person and then you're like you just want to be better just for them too because you want to be good for yourself and then the audience too and it's just so fun um and I just love that dance. It was really fun to be a part of. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, and yeah. Sherry Suchel does such an amazing job yeah. with the cast of getting them ready in the dance. And Craig Wozner's our band leader uh, that wor- works with Iris. And God, he's just a genius. It's yes, he is. And he's so good with the students. And he spent. We actually learned a lot last year because we did it during covid with a smaller cast and a smaller set and so on and that was the it was outdoor pretty amazing performance yeah. right it was outdoors yeah. yes that first a uh, first for that first and probably only <laughs> but it was it was amazing and yeah. uh anyways craig uh craig spent like one week this week where he just did sort of individuals time with each student just a little bit and he just crafts the the songs so well and you know, uh, like Camille said, by the time you get to the show, you're just ready. Like, you're nervous because that's part of the fun. But but mm-hmm. the kids are all in, and they, they just keep working and working and improving and improving. And then by the time you get there, there's nothing better. As I tell the, uh, you guys will hear this this week, um, every year I remind them, like, this is like the state championship Mm. Except there's zero defense, and every <laughs> single person is rooting for you. Yeah, that's you true. Mm-hmm. So it's just a great, great experience. Yeah. And for you, Iris, this would be your first experience with Rock and Roll Revival. Did you go see the show before? I've never seen it. So this is absolutely... And so tell us, You meant, uh, Ray mentioned that you had time with... Um, Craig Wozner, tell me about that time and uh, yes. w- what you've learned about the guitar and and you know making making this era of music come alive. Yeah, it was it's a really great experience to work with Craig. Um, I learned a lot in such a short time, and I've definitely become a lot better of a player just because like not only just because of like how great he is and how experienced he is, but also just the energy that he brought to rehearsal and the way that he would teach us and the way that he treated us it was just like a very good environment to learn Mm -hmm. in and it was i don't know i feel really lucky that i was able to work with craig and so tell me about sitting in the band how many uh you know instruments uh what's the composition yeah um we it changes for every song Mm. who's playing on it um we usually always have a drummer there's like one song two songs that don't um we have two drummers errol lenzen and simon mcdonald and they're both like insane drummers (laughs) like (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, i don't know like drums they're so beyond me i don't know how people do it um but they learn those things note for note don't they yeah like and they know them the between them and probably um colin yeah like they know the songs inside and out Yeah. yeah i've never like seen a keys player as good as colin colin thomas green yeah so (laughs) like it's crazy it's just like it's in his blood like he has to do it yeah where does all this music in this town come from and where do kids you know uh because that that is that caliber right Mm -hmm. and i know this to be true from all the other productions that i've seen is something incredible and so we must have really 
either elementary school teachers or people who give lessons or to their, all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. The colleges probably teachers. There's mm-hmm. it, and and really none of it replaces students like 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 these two right here who they see it and they get motivated and you just start practicing. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats practice. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. Because, you know, uh, Camille as a freshman was not Camille as a junior, as a senior, you know. <laughs> but that experience brought you to this whole different level yeah. and gave you that experience. Yeah. Colin, as a freshman, did the show, and he had the folks above him. And I remember him talking a year ago, mentoring another young keyboard player who is a, a sophomore this year. Her name is Greta Christofferson. And Colin uh, uh, showed her both parts of of this really cool song of your song uh oh. yeah showed greta all the parts of this song uh, remind me i'm not very good with that what was your song last year oh i will survive i will survive yeah. so it's got this big piano in Love that song. yeah it's got yeah. a big piano yeah. intro right <laughs> yes and and it's got these cool string patches in the middle and colin showed greta all of it and then said you can do whatever you want on this and i'll do the other part He's like, I got to do the opening for this really cool song last time, and uh, and uh, it's really fun, but you might like doing this. So, you know, you get that atmosphere. That's mm-hmm. that's what the kids bring to it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's very exciting. And folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. We're talking about rock and roll revival 15 British Invasion. There are still a few tickets left. Uh, I know that they're they're going quickly, so you need to jump on that chance. Uh, the Northfield High School Activities website is where you can get those. I've got a link on our post on net under the Art Zany Radio tab. And the show dates, it opens March 18th, so that's next Friday, runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the following week, March 24th, 25th, and 26th is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Showtimes are at 7th Thirty and then uh, two o'clock for Sunday matinees. And I didn't write down the ticket prices, but if I remember correctly, they're super reasonable. Fifteen dollars. Yes, for yeah. a night of just jam-packed performances. And it's very fast-paced. Thirty mm-hmm. songs, eighty-four kids in the cast that are just going to burst on the scene for song performance. Uh, we got fifteen to twenty crew members. It's really quite a production. Let's mm-hmm. let's set the mood. I found this uh, kind of strange thing on YouTube, and, and so we'll we'll <laughs> see how it yeah. goes and play it. Um, this is a uh, piece that is. It's called the Top 100 British Invasion Hits, 1960s British Invasion. And so this is, I, I cut it down. It does the Top 100. We're not doing the Top 100. But it plays just little snippets from uh, about, this one is, is, we'll count down 30. It takes just about uh, two minutes to do these 30 songs. So you'll hear it. It'll be kind of fun. Let's see how this goes. Like a turtle and dive for 
And that was the top 30 in two minutes and some seconds. So <laughs> it take, I love how it just, that breadth of music, it takes you back within just a few seconds. You hear the, uh, you know, just the a couple chords or, or the, you know, drum beats or a lyric and you're right into it. Yeah. And, That's and what so, those songs do for you, right? Yeah, and so I, I don't. That is not by any means a definitive list. It was just something I found. I thought, well, that's kind of fun because we can set the mood. People can get, think about, well, what was the music? What, what? How did they? You? How did you define the British invasion? And how? Where do you begin selecting? Well, uh, <laughs> so we started out with this sort of dual theme of the anniversary and the British invasion. So we have seven, I think, songs from the British invasion, and um, uh, actually. One of them, so we started planning this, let's say, three years ago, right? Because this was supposed to be last year's show. Oh. But because of the way things were last year, we changed the theme to be to be fitting for the, the mood of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we first started, uh, uh, you know, you Beatles and Stones, you got to start there, right? That's You have to have them. Yeah, you probably can't claim to be doing the British Invasion without that. <laughs> yep, so we have Paint It Black, which was definitely in your list. And uh, our opening number, I want to just talk briefly about that, um, because we discussed whether or not we could actually still do it, and we didn't discuss very long, because, like I said, we started planning three years ago. And we started rehearsing this show in uh, January. Auditions were... December maybe way way long time ago Mm. and um, our first show our first song is actually back in the USSR but it is uh, we are not going to take that away from from our students I'll say that our lead for that is is the best that's it's a it's a female lead doing a male voice and that is a very very difficult little trick and people have done it to a high degree in this show no one better than this one, Evelyn Jordan, who is doing this one. The band is really hot on this. Um, we had the whole set def, uh, built around this jet that's going to be on the on the thing. So when everything happened now in the world in the last few weeks, there was no way we were going to take that away, all that work away, because our feeling is, uh, you know, nobody owns this song. This belongs to the world. So we we elected to keep that song in the show. So that's our first British Invasion show. It started out as a as a, a basically a uh, an artifact, you know, and a really cool song. And it ended up with uh, you know this very complicated political backdrop that. And and again, we just decided we're going to keep it because we put too much into it. The kids have put too much into it. Yeah, and I think people can understand that. Uh, it, you know, it it may stir some things, but it can also be a great performance, and you can appreciate the music and the song. And that's that's a challenging time. <laughs> yeah, and we we I put a note in the program about it. You know, to just kind of make sure people know we definitely thought about it. But uh, then we've got the Dave Clark Five with Glad All Over. We've got Lulu, which was uh, I heard some Lulu in your list there. Uh, we've got. Um, a little Petula Clark, oh. Don't Sleep in the Subway is the song we took, but I heard her on your list there. And uh, Dusty Springfield, definitely a big British invasion person. Mm-hmm. And then um, one that you wouldn't think of as British, but we have some Fleetwood Mac in the show. And they are actually started as a British blues band and came up through that time. And then when they met with uh, Stevie Nicks and... The and rest so is on. history. The rest <laughs> is history. And we're doing the Songbird by, by them. Uh, Grace Ryden is is voicing it. Colin's on the grand piano in mm-hmm. the middle of the stage. So let me ask, do, uh, do you select the songs in advance, or do you you know look at the uh, auditions and see what matches 
the sound? Uh, do the do the students present songs they want to do? How does that work? Well, we select all the songs in advance. So um, then you let them know this is what we're uh, auditioning for. Yep. Okay. No, actually, no, no. They don't know. No, they just pick a song and they audition, and then we. Do they know the era? Did you know that it was going to be the '60s when you auditioned? Well, th- I think so, but I didn't specifically pick my audition song based on that necessarily. But and you guys give us like kind of um, just a few details, like probably something you're probably gonna want to sing something upbeat because that gives a better idea of what your voice is gonna sound like in an upbeat song, mm-hmm. and just like um, like songs that show your range too, just so that they can you know also just figure out what you are able to sing, because <laughs> um, that really d- helps decide like what kind of song you're going to get if you get one. And then how about for the musical auditions? I, I, do, you, do you have to kind of like get the band to see, you know, what players work well together? Or are you just, what was your audition um, like? I kind of auditioned twice. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Kudre asked me to come in after school because he was like, do you play any instruments? And I was like, yeah, I play guitar. And he's like, you should come in after school and just like, we can mess around with the guitar and see what happens there <laughs> and i was like okay so that happened and then he was like okay you should audition and the audition was very laid back i was stressing <laughs> out about it and i was like oh my gosh like i don't know the music because he was like maybe you should learn part of this song um for your audition and so and that wasn't something you had you know no. necessarily done before yeah. you, you it sounds like you had just been playing for yourself and you know, loving to loving the guitar, and <laughs> here you go. Yeah, and so I showed up, and I was unprepared, but it ended up being fine because Craig was just like, "Oh, you can play whatever you want," and I was like, "Oh, okay, good." You yeah. didn't have to have a specific song. Yeah, and then after that, once everyone auditioned, um, we were sent like a list of the songs, and then we could like put in our input of like oh, I really don't want to be in this song, or, like, I want to be on this song. And mm-hmm. then they kind of were like, okay, we'll give you this, or we won't give you this, or we don't care about your input. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way we don't care. <laughs> I know. We don't care isn't even in the vocabulary for any adult in the show, because we care deeply about, and, yeah. and I know that yeah, was a joke, that was, Iris. That was funny. <laughs> but we do give them a three, they pick a top three, they don't want to be in a uh, three that they want to be in and we try to mesh that together and then you kind of look at you know like colin who we've talked about quite a few times yeah he's he's been in he's a driving force of the band so i basically told him whatever you want you can have but there were some things that other people wanted and then i went to colin and he is just he's so nice he's he's like well you know whatever they want i i don't want to take too many he just he's very unassuming it's very very cool and and the rest of the band was a, a lot like that as well like it it starts with Craig and Colin and everybody else is kind of like doing whatever they have to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and you have, you said 84 kids in the show mm-hmm. and then uh, I suspect a huge, you know, support uh, crew and cast and... Uh, 15 to 20 ca- uh, crew. I tried to count them all today, but there's a couple folks who are just starting up this week because we have like a video production that's being 
produced by some kids or a, a video piece in between or with each song. Mm. There's video screens in the back. That's all designed by students. The lighting is run by students. It's designed by Brian Bjorklund from uh, St. Olaf. Um, and uh, it's run by them, spotlights, the backstage uh, customers. There's, there's a lot of kids helping with that. Our stage, when you see the show, remember, remember that the whole mechanism backstage is run by a senior Fox Setchell. Who is Sherry's is Sherry's child? But yes, I know. This Fox. is Fox's third time with the show. She's instrumental in getting things running backstage, mm-hmm. everything in place. She's she's the real deal. She's That's, doing great. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is phenomenal. And that it, the shows are at the Northfield Middle School. Yep. So even if it's high school students, the stage is at the middle school. And again, those tickets are now available. I've got a link on our posting from Arts Annie Radio. But the Northfield High School activities, I think you can even still come into the activity office and buy? Or is it all online now? It's all online, online. at this point. Yep. Okay, so if you really needed to buy it in person, I think we could figure it out. Just reach out to the activities office, and uh, I'm sure Cheryl Dawkin, who is the kindest woman in the world, would probably be able to help you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and and this is something that uh, you know it's not going to happen for two more years. So yep, and it, it's kind of fun to see. I've been to a few live performances in the last you know month or so, and it's really it it feels so good to be back in front of mm-hmm. other people and with other people and you know yeah. uh, having that actually there's something special about live music and yeah. i would imagine being back on the stage too kind of feels great yeah it is great i i mean i personally love it and i i feel like i thrive when i'm on stage which i think some i think um is kind of odd because i know some people are like quite the opposite where they're like i would never want to be put on a stage in front of that many people <laughs> and i i find it quite the opposite and it's like i feel like when i'm on stage i feel like very calm and it's just like i'm in like a whole nother world and it's just like i'm like just like it feels like kind of like a dream in a way because i'm like just enjoying it so much that i don't i don't feel nervous like i just like I don't know it's weird <laughs> I just love doing it so much and I've also had t- time over the f- past few years to like gain more confidence in myself singing wise because I know that like especially as a freshman I was very I was definitely not um like he said not as confident and not where I am now um but I I am very like lucky to have had these experiences to really help me to improve like my confidence in singing and um and I think that just in general like it's been something that's helped me just improve like confidence in myself period you know just well let's talk about getting to that place because you know I would imagine you you know you announce the songs that people are doing and then then you know maybe a song they do know or don't know but how do you then work on that song when especially when we're talking about some incredibly iconic songs that mm-hmm. people yeah. already have a memory of the original singer and the original players and know kind of what that feel is so where do you start as a, a coach uh with that we our our goal is note for note renditions of these songs oh. to the very highest level so you guys aren't changing mm-hmm. That's any the goal. yeah okay um, we change the key to fit the students mm. Um, and then the band, uh, I'm going to ask Iris to talk a little bit about your process from the time you got your songs till, you know, like last week 
How did yeah. that go? Um, I think we started rehearsing in December, January, January. January. Yeah. Um, and at first it was just kind of like, we are going to try to get through this song. Like it's going to be rough. It's not <laughs> going to be good, but it's like, yeah, it took a lot of personal practice and also just like, it was a lot of work with other people in the band and it's a really great experience when you have such great people to work with. And it, I'm really lucky to be able to be on so many songs with Marin, um, who is Mr. Goudre's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's also one of the first guitar players. That's a girl, so it's really cool. And, and so, so yeah. are you? Do you do, like play it first time all the way through? Like, oh, and just see how it goes. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah. Craig makes all the charts, and I think okay. we got them to you guys a little bit ahead of time, right? Yeah. So they have a little bit of time to kind of go through it. And then when they meet, they, they kind of crash through it um, to the best of their ability. And then Craig will stop and after the end of the song. He'll let them get all the way through it or as far as they can. And then he'll go individually to each kid. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm actually kind of tearing up a little bit about it because his work with those kids is just crazy good. Mm. It's just like patient, okay. And there's there's people crashing in the corner playing their instrument <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and he's like <laughs> gently talking to someone in the corner, and then goes to the next one. Just all the patience of you know a saint. It's just crazy. And then they go through it again, right? Yeah. It's just we keep running them and running them, and then we'll like walk Craig will walk around and work with us individually and then he'll be like oh you should show this to the other person and then it's just kind of like we learn from each other and it's it's really cool I think that's such an important thing is to open the curtain to how that works and that you know for anything you know you read a book you see a finished movie you you know see a play all of those things that went into getting it to that point. Sometimes we don't always think about that and the commitment and the perseverance and the, you know, practices that it takes to oh, really ours. make it, yeah, make it come together. Uh, is, is it same for the songs? Do you then, you, you get your list and then you just hop on and see how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, depend. it kind of depends on like what your role is for the song. Like if for backup singing it's a lot of getting together as a group and with bob um it's bob gregory bjorklund is our um, vocal coach he does an amazing job with that as well yeah a great uh friend of art zany radio yeah he like um pulls out any backup he can hear from the song and then like he's like here's what i found now what do you think Mm. (laughs) and he kind of gives us our own kind of the ability to like in, he gives us input, but we're also allowed to put a little bit of input if we think, oh, well, I think this is different than what, like, I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then we kind of just, like, work together to figure out what we think um, would sound good. And But he figures out, like, all the parts. Like, a lot of the songs have, like, three, like, um, like split harmonies, like, different. It's crazy. So um, he pulls that out of just tracks and just like finds that, which is pretty insane. It's all by ear, by the way. Um, Yeah. All the vocal stuff's by ear. All of the instrumentals are by ear. When Craig puts a chart together, it's just follows the, it's just the organization of the song and the uh, like chords. Oh. And then the kids learn it in both cases, uh, note for note. 
mm-hmm. uh, off the recording. And sometimes they actually learn it uh, so it sounds adjacent to it, right? But when you hear it live, you you shouldn't really notice much difference. It's cool. We have some amazing arrangers then, cause that, and that's a kind of a, a, a talent of, of being able, like you said, to, to hear those mm-hmm. harmonies or pull out those, you know, what's the background versus what's the, the lead and how to make that all come together. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's an extraordinary talent. Yeah. And then for leads, we, yeah. we met with each of them, mm-hmm. went through, we've kind of figure out the song, where's the high and low parts, and make sure they can reach them, change the keys so it fits them. Mm-hmm. And then um, what about the dances? Um, like for the backups or just well, in just general? just in general, the big dance. Let's the talk big about dances. the big dance yeah. process. Um, well, <laughs> it kind of <laughs> all starts very chaotic. Um, and we have like, like, let's say we're talking about the opener or closer. We have like, the entire cast that is like that either all the people that sing and dance are all in the closers and the, like on so the closer and opening. Yeah. Oh, on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're all piled into the high school auditorium and then there's Sherry just standing in the front and she's um and she teaches us the dance and um and so there's like four different rows and we're all like what? Like what did she just do? <laughs> and then she has like, pretty crazy yeah. names too, right? Yeah, yeah. What are some of the? If you can think of any of the more interesting names of stuff, like the way, she, like the way that she like, um, like names the yeah. moves. Yeah, she has one called Scary Bear, um, which I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> to be honest, it's like, like little claw hands, and then you. It, I don't even think I could explain it. But she has just the funniest names for some of these like dance moves but i think it's actually really helpful because it really kind of puts a picture to what we're trying she's trying to do and especially when there's so many people like no one knows what's going on well, and i think too i would imagine not everybody there has any dance training right? or yeah. background and so you're putting together something with yeah uh making making this big show mm-hmm. and yeah. everybody is at different you know levels of of you know experience yeah it's one of the pieces of the show that really truly makes it special like when you see it it's awesome and it sounds great it looks great all that's true Mm -hmm. but the cool part is that we've got kids that aren't in any music they aren't in choir they haven't taken dance and yet they're brought to this level that you'll witness that is really beyond what any of us could ever do by ourselves and mm-hmm. it's not even close I, but we get to include so many kids and i was wondering amazing. i was thinking about that that you know that 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 has to go beyond the performance of rock and roll revival and affect the whole commu- school community you know just that feeling of coming together and figuring it out it sounds like it's very collaborative yeah uh, it, that that may carry over into other parts of the the social world and the mm-hmm. academic world yeah like i know for me i've i gained so many friends during this time <laughs> and um i it's just so fun like just so many different kinds of people come together to perform in this show and because because some of the, most of the time you're not like paired with someone that you're like best friends with so like you're usually like in a group of like let's say i'm in a pod of like seven and um most of the people that i'm in the pod with i know but not necessarily very well and so it's really interesting to see how 
when we're put into this group, like how we start to become closer and like, and it's just like really interesting to see all the different types of friends that you can really make during the show. And it's really, it really is a big part of like what makes my high school experience because, you know, I I get like, I get to make friends from it and we all have this um, common experience that we share and it's, it's really fun and it's like one of my favorite parts about it for sure. Mm-hmm. How about you, Iris, with uh, things that you've, people you've met or yeah. how the band's um, going? I've met some really, really great people that I'm actually like very close with now and I hang out with them outside of rock and roll and it's kind of crazy because mm-hmm. it's like I wouldn't have like met, I mean, I probably would have met them, but I probably wouldn't have been as close as I am with them now. And yeah, I'm really like, I'm really glad that it happened because they're all really incredible musicians and they're really great people and i feel like we have gotten close because we spent so much time just the band together yeah. Mm-hmm. so I, yeah i think there's there's more to it than the actual performance and the music and that's that's what makes it so i mean it this is kind of legendary in this town right yeah <laughs> it is pretty weird to be a part of it especially like like our roles are you know they're they're all integral to the the process, but there's also this machine of of rock and roll revival because everybody knows what you're talking about if you're saying rock and roll like that's Northfield <laughs> yeah. lingo, right? And it's embedded in the community. And uh, before I was there, before they the the these two were there, and and uh, hopefully you know when when we're done doing this, there'll be others that take it on because it's it it provides a unique experience mm-hmm. yeah i'm very excited uh I, this will be my first year being in the audience for it and i cannot wait i guess we've just got a, a few more minutes here uh is there anything else i've missed do we where, where do we want to talk about what next what do well you think? i'll just remind everyone tickets are still available uh they're going to sell out this week for sure um it's march 18 19 20 24, 25, 26, and we have a Sunday matinee um, available online at the activities office. And then uh, just briefly, the reason we did a show this year is because during with the, the COVID show, which turned out fabulously, but we had no idea it would work, and a bunch of kids didn't come out because they just weren't comfortable with what the situation was at the mm-hmm. time. We did this show to capture the kids who didn't get that opportunity last time to make sure they had the opportunity. And we captured, I think, like 25 different kids who wouldn't have done the show for either at all or a second time because they only get two shots. And then a few lucky people who got Mm -hmm. their third shot, which is fine too. But the big thing was the folks who who wouldn't have had that opportunity. We got a lot of them. Is there anything the audience needs to know about COVID precautions or uh, uh, anything for... Current uh, current guidelines? It's kind of ever-changing. The current guidelines are in the school website for for the expectations. So I always encourage people to make sure you're vaccinated. Um, You know, uh, the rest of the precautions are are all on the school website. So I'm going to leave it there because I don't know what they currently are. It, it, we are in that ever-changing yeah. place, so mm-hmm. be aware uh, to, to look out for that. But 
uh, these. Uh, it's so exciting that it gets to happen, that you get to be on stage. Uh, what do you think you've learned about the 60s and, uh, you know, what the music from that era? Where, you know, does, does it uh, make you want to explore more, more generations of music? And then I was thinking, too, what would they, I wonder what they would going to do from the 2020s, right? <laughs> when they do the show yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 30 years from now. <laughs> because I was also thinking during that time, and also even when I grew up in the 80s, right, there was the music station, there were the tour. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, like, like, like almost defining uh, bands and songs. And here I feel like the music now, you guys are all listening to so many varieties and yeah. so many ways of getting your music. And you can customize it, personalize it, go down rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, uh, what we look for in songs, and we have, we have modern songs up to 2010 or so. Um, in this show, and we've always, uh, Sherry and I have planned that together currently, um, but we always try to look for things that have that, that classic feel, and we're looking for background vocals, we're looking for um, things that kids can dance to, things that will be familiar to at least a few people, or unfamiliar and awesome. But I want to ask these two, what are your... Do you have any favorites, uh, Iris, that you get to play on? And Camille, outside of, uh, and then when we get to you, can you tell us what your lead is and what might be a favorite beyond beyond that? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Iris, you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay, okay. with that. Um, my favorite songs to play on are I Learned the Hard Way by Sharon Dapp. Yeah. Sharon Jones yeah, with Dapp King. Dapp oh, Kings. okay. Yeah, um, I grew up listening to Sharon Jones. Oh, so in your house, that was a, a soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's a reprise uh, that was done in 2013, or 2010 with show, or no, 2013 with show number 10. So that's I a reprise. That. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then another one would be Secret Agent Man. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. tune. <laughs> it's like, it was my hardest song to learn because I decided to take the lead because, um, I don't know. Caden didn't want to, but he has a lot of leads on other songs, so I understood that, and he's really great at what he does, and so I was like, yeah, I can do it. Well, you kind of originally had said you didn't want to have any yeah, leads, I, right? Yeah, I was kind of hesitant because, I don't know, at the beginning of the show, I was like not very confident in my abilities, but... Yeah, I guess I kind of just took it on as like a challenge. It sounds really good too. It's a really yeah, cool thing. Yeah, can't wait. The tone and the, the solo's good, and it's going to be by the time we get to Friday, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so that's a reprise too, Secret Agent Man. Okay, yep. so there's a whole mix of music. Yep. Yeah, and so my lead is uh, "River Deep, Mountain High" by Tina Turner, which, as you can imagine, is a pretty big. Um, person to take after <laughs> to embody that yeah, voice like a, yeah but um yeah and just i am really excited to do it though because i she's just amazing so i'm really excited to like try to channel my inner tina turner <laughs> um, but yeah so that's the song that i sing and i love that song um but some of my favorites um from this show just in general would definitely be um I really enjoy Don't Sleep in the Subway. Um, I find that song very, like, it's just a very um, soothing song. And I just really love listening to it, even outside of rock and roll. Um, it's got strings on it. Yeah. We're bringing strings in. And that's it's, really cool. It's really, it's it's so beautiful. I'm like, 
I really enjoy it. Maggie Paol- Paoli is singing that one, right? Uh, Sarah. Or Sa- oh yeah, Sarah, Sarah Ripka yeah. is singing mm-hmm. that one. I'm sorry. I think people are going to be blown away by this show. So yeah. that's why we wanted to get the word out that there's just those few tickets remaining. You need to jump on it. This has been a fabulous experience. I can't wait to, to see the show. I want to thank Ray Kudre for being here. Thank Th- you for having us all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Iris Armalink yep, and you. Camille Shetnan. Yes. I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a thrill to meet yeah. you. I can't wait for the show. Folks, this is Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to always add some Art Zaney to your life. And of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Most Minnesotans feel what goes into our environment is very important to them. That's why we support propane. Energy for everyone. Did you know that propane produces 43% fewer greenhouse gas emissions than electricity generated on the U.S. grid? That's a lot. Propane is clean, dependable, and affordable. Plus, it's produced right here in the USA. Let's all do our part to reduce emissions and keep Minnesota's air clean by choosing propane. The right energy, right now. To learn more about propane, the energy for everyone, go to propane.com. Do you have an old junk or 